Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the BossCast podcast. Welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Ryan, a.k.a. DeBoss. And today, everyone, this episode is going to be centered around inspirations surrounding content creators on YouTube, Twitch, and various other platforms. Um, I figured this would be an appropriate episode to do considering how the season finale of this podcast is coming up very shortly for the end of the first season, which is crazy. But in order to help me discuss this topic and to kind of spitball about our past a little bit in terms of inspirations, I have with me my buddy, Jeff Norton. <laughs> I hate you for that one. That, is, that, is, that was possibly the worst one. That was possibly the worst one. Now it is my favorite one. How's it going, everyone? Welcome, Goof Norton. Hello, it's me again. I know. I I forced him to come back on this podcast. I have some pretty pretty dark blackmail on him, so I told him, "Listen, you need to show up for another episode." You know, considering how we're doing the season finale. If you don't, I'm going to leak all your DMs. And he immediately was like, "When do I start?" <laughs> so here we are. Uh. So I figured then to kind of start off for our podcast, uh, for this podcast episode, Goof, to kind of start us off, your YouTube journey you've talked about many times in podcasts in the past. And for the last episode that Goof was on, which you guys should check out, episode three, we talked a bit about this uh, here and there throughout the podcast. But to kind of go a little bit more in depth, when it comes to you actually starting to produce content, who were some early creators that really inspired you for the type of content you make and just starting out in general? Um, I have to preface this by saying I, I woke up at like 5am trying to figure out like what the heck I was actually going to talk about um, and who I was going to mention <laughs> so uh, I have to say my whole introduction to YouTube came from, from Markiplier so he was like definitely one of the, the main staples and like why I started wanted to um, make content because the way he is you know he he's so genuine in, in his in his work um, back then, especially on YouTube with his charity streams and then his daily content on YouTube. Um, he and the the amount of videos he did just talking to the audience, and you know now now he doesn't get to do them so often because he's so busy uh, being a success. But he's he never he never failed to mention how grateful and how thankful he was for his audience for being there supporting him. Um, along with, you know, his mom, his brother, his friends, um, and, you know, and now of course, Amy, his, his, his wonderful lady. Um, so seeing him and seeing what he was doing, uh, on YouTube and the gaming community, that kind of inspired me to like, want to be, be like that. I wanted to have, I wanted to be and have a community, you know, surrounded, surrounding me. That was, that was very positive. That was, you know, able to go and help people where they, when they needed help for, you know, if it was for charity or if it was just, you know, for somebody who just genuinely needed something uplifting. You know, I wanted to I wanted to add to that. I didn't want to just obviously take away, but I wanted to add to that. I wanted to help build something else up that was similar to that. So um, he was definitely one of the first ones. Um, and then another one would be Jacksepticeye. Like if you haven't heard Jacksepticeye's story of uh, his, his and you haven't seen his YouTube journey, uh, I don't know what video it was, but I, I remember, I do remember he has talked about it before that he started off small, you know, small channel and where he was at the time in his personal life, it was miserable for him. You know, he was living in a cabin. It was very cold. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And sucky at the time. Cause he, he, he's from Ireland. He's Irish. 
Um, I don't know why people doubted that for so many years, but he, that was where he started. It was the, it was a terrible place. He didn't have many friends and all that kind of stuff. And so, and he was in college at that time. Uh, I think Mark was also in college or in, taking classes during while well, he when he started as well. But he went from that, you know, going through several struggles along the way and finally making it to where now he has his own coffee company. You know, he, he has, he's free from any mental issues that he had in the past. He mm-hmm. suffered with anxiety. He had suffered with depression. He had suffered, well, not depression necessarily, but uh, anxiety definitely. Yeah. But he definitely had some, some really, really tough times as a content creator because he went a whole span of about four years without missing a single upload, uploading twice every single day, including holidays, any expos he went to, any conventions he went to. He, he had to prep videos for that. But every single day, he uploaded videos and was very consistent with his content for about a span of four years. Um, and that you know, alone is, is shows how dedicated he was to doing this because he found happiness and joy because you don't just get that kind of consistency just from doing it just because um uh without any like actual enjoyment without you actually getting any actual enjoyment out of it that is commitment but the fact that he also opened up later about that and talked about how it hurt him because he was so dedicated to it and now that he's taking time he's being very open about mental health and he's taking time off from youtube and taking time off from streaming and being like, hey, I'm taking a mental health day. You know, he's finally taking care of himself. And the community around him has also evolved in that way. And that's also something I wanted to kind of add in. Because I've, you know, I've had my own mental health uh, difficulties over the years. And I'm like, being able to be open about that and, and talk about that um, in such an honest way and give your own accounts is such a great thing. Like, uh, and all, he was also another one who has a very positive community surrounding him who also does charity work. I love to see that kind of stuff. So, you know, those guys definitely were, um, some of the, some of the bigger ones. And then later, uh, game grumps came into play and for all, for, for the audience here, I'm going to warn you that is definitely an 18 plus yeah. share, that with, <laughs> share that with your parents. If I were you, Please, that is not, you know, like that one scene in that one movie that you never watch with your parents. That's the entire Game Grumps YouTube channel. Just never watch it with your parents. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. They've, they've, they, over the last few years, they cleaned it up because YouTube's regulations and stuff have changed, as always. Um, of course. But the, the main focus I want to take away from there is, is Danny because, Again, if you don't know Danny's story, there's several episodes where he talks he's like talks about it over a, a, the course of a few years about his journey. Um, he also came from 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 struggle. I mean, he had a you know nice childhood growing up, went to college, um, and then also dealt with some some mental issues. He dealt with uh, OCD. I think it was I believe it was a form of OCD because mm-hmm. um, he was on medication for it. I remember a story of him like because he studied abroad, and I believe at that time he his bottle of medicine and threw it into an ocean, um, which was, which was pretty interesting. And then from there, you know, he struggled, like he struggled hard. I mean, living in apartments, living in dirty. Yeah. Hold on a sec. Goof. I think your audio cut out there. You might be muted. Hello. Oh. Wait. Wait. Am I still here? 
Yeah, you're still here. For some reason, your audio cut out there like you were talking, and then, like, I thought you muted yourself by accident or something. What the heck? Oh, I think I... Oops, sorry. I pressed the home screen on my phone. I think that's what cut it out. Gosh um, dang it. How unprofessional. Where did I stop? You were talking about the game grubs and uh, Danny's uh, journey. Uh, yeah, so... Um, Danny started abroad in college, um, and he, he dealt with a form of OCD. And during that span of like college years and young teens, you know, he went through struggles. You know, he struggled. He struggled with you know uh, with smoking weed and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. And he talks about how it affected him and how it was kind of actually distracting him and from his from his goals and you know kind of almost ruining his life in a sense. But how he managed to get through all of that, you know, from living in dirty basements, you know, not making any money from his conventional jobs that he had, his nine to five, that he, nine to five jobs that he had, um, to being finally, to being uh, finally able to quit his job and do Game Grumps full time and make enough money from that to pay off his medical bills, to pay off any other debts he had from the past. Um, and then also to, to the way he is now being able to be a musician um that he because this is a this is a dream he've had he had for years he's in his 40s now to put it into perspective so he's 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 had some experiences and he's had some struggles throughout his life um and to see that he stuck with it through through all these years and including through those like struggle years like when he was in college and even past that to when he was sleeping on somebody else's couch you know a friend of his well aaron's but um and then uh living in you know these this kind of apartment setting with like 16 other people. It's like to see where he is now. It's like, it's, it's a huge inspiration. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a, a, um, a whole never give up on your dreams kind of situation for him. And though it doesn't work out like that way for everybody, that still should be some kind of, you know, like there's still something to take away from that. You know, determination, dedication definitely can go far, um, a, a long way. Um, in terms of like internet content creators as of now, that's it. Like I have other inspirations outside of that. Um, but I, I guess we'll get to those. Yeah, we'll get to those in due time. I, I do want to say from the ones that you've talked about before, uh, I think it should be noted too, especially for like Jacksepticeye and Markiplier. They are fantastic content creators, for example. They have pushed through so much with the changing YouTube landscape. They've gone through stuff in their own personal lives that they've talked about both off-camera and on-camera. They've both had their mental struggles and whatnot, dealing with emotional stuff. I know Sean, um, Jacksepticeye, he even came out and emphasized the, these points when it comes to like his dad passing away a month or so ago, a month or two ago now. And he was very open in talking about his content creation and how even though his dad was gone, he was doing his best to go through the struggle and he wanted to be honest with the audience and let them know, this is why I'm not going to be making content for a while. Hope you guys will understand. Thank you all for being so supportive. And it just goes to show how great of a community Sean, for example, has built up on his YouTube channel and how amazing both of these guys are. And just seeing how far they've come from their early careers becoming big on YouTube as the years have gone on to expanding and branching out. Like what Goofa just mentioned, like a, Sean, for example, has his own coffee company now. And uh, Sean and Mark, uh, for those of you who may not have known this, because some of you may not, they both started a clothing company together known as Cloak. Now, if you're a fan of both of them, then you're you're obviously going to know about the brand. But for those of you who don't know, yes, they have their own clothing brand. They branched out into different forms of media and distribution, and they have made a lot of success for themselves. Mark, for example, uh, he's even expanded out to doing stuff like podcasting. He's also um, him along with several of his friends like Bob, Wade, Ethan, and uh, Mark. 
not, uh, not mm-hmm. Mark, um, Tyler. They all yep. did a tour together um, a few years ago, and they went around the whole world for the most part. Like I'm talking Europe, Australia, different parts of America. You know, they went to all these places and just performed what they really wanted to perform, and they had a good time doing it. They had a good time entertaining people and having their stupidly funny improv skills just shine out there on stage. And just seeing this kind of stuff and their interactions and honesty with community as well as being upfront and real with personal issues that they feel like they can discuss, it is truly inspiring. And it's something that I have loved watching these guys for as well. They've been huge inspirations for my content personally as well as Goose. And it's just been a fantastic time experiencing a, a journey of sorts with these guys, just seeing them grow up in their content and just seeing them expand their horizons and it's it's honestly fantastic to see even sean for example he has a like for example he's expanded outside the youtube norm he's had multiple voice acting roles in video games at this point and he even has a appearance in an upcoming movie with ryan reynolds free guy he voices cubert in that movie so it's it's just goes to show how far these guys have really come in terms of other no- a notable inspiration for me before we get into like the more heavy hitters later on there's one person on youtube that i discovered a year or two ago that has become a notable inspiration for me especially when it comes to dedication to their craft and just how much fun they truly want to have despite what the numbers might actually say on youtube there's a youtuber i don't know if you've heard of him goof he's known as my dry bread i don't know if you're familiar with his channel or not not at all. <laughs> all right. So Goof clearly has no taste in content creators. Um, as we I stay in my hole and I watch, I watch my three YouTubers and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what you're telling me, DeBoss official isn't one of those three. I, I three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the half. It's better than nothing. But uh, the YouTuber in question, my dry bread, he is a content creator who's been on YouTube for over 10 years. He's been doing YouTube. He has around 400,000 subscribers at this point. He's mainly known for doing a bunch of different Let's Plays on his channel. He's done um, a frequent uh, Let's Play stuff with like two of his buddies and whatnot, uh, Gooset and... Um, Crap, the, other, the name of the other YouTuber really does stuff with is escaping me at the moment, but he does a lot of that stuff. But the thing that picked his channel up off the ground outside of his Let's Plays and Twitch streams was his Pokemon challenges. He is one of the most notorious YouTubers right now when it comes to doing Pokemon challenges. He does weekly Pokemon challenges all the time, and he's been doing them for well over a year now, which is what attracted me to his channel in the first place. The big thing about his content outside of the fact that he does Pokemon challenges and like I'm a big fan of the franchise is his dedication. This man, in the over 10 years has been on youtube up until about two months ago he uploaded two videos a day minimum every single day every day he uploaded a video it didn't matter what it was on it didn't matter the game it didn't matter how much time it took him because according to him he lives and breathes his work he is an accomplished video editor and he does it because he enjoys what he does but he uploaded one or two videos a day minimum for 10 years straight on YouTube, and it was such a feat that I believe his YouTube rep at one point was looking into getting him a Guinness World Record um, to see maybe if that was a record he had broken or accomplished for the amount of videos uploaded over a certain time for time period, which is very impressive. The fact that this man accomplished that so much, and he openly admits that a lot of his Let's Plays they don't get a lot of views, but he doesn't care. 
because he enjoys doing them. If people enjoy the content, that's what he cares about. It doesn't matter if like a Let's Play gets like 2,000 views or 3,000 views on a video. He keeps pushing forward and does it because he enjoys making the content. You know, Money was never really a worry for him with that. And he's openly talked about this in vlogs and stuff he's posted on his channel. And that is what's pushed him to accomplish his goals in life when it comes to uploading that much on YouTube over the past 10 years. He stopped doing it recently because he figured, I hit my 10-year anniversary. I've done it for long enough. I figure I'm going to give myself more breaks, still upload like the challenges every week, you know, that kind of thing. But the fact of the matter is this man's built such an amazing community that no one really cared about that. They just enjoyed his personality. And he has that kind of attitude where he did it in the beginning because he wanted to raise money for – he has had a number of health issues in the past and he also has his own house to support he also has a girl um he has a girlfriend as well but he also has his mother to support too in his own house and he's eternally grateful to his viewers and fan base for everything they've done because now he can afford comfortably to live in his own house and he can also pay for his mother's house and cover her bills and stuff to make sure she lives in a really good house as well and he's done all these things in the beginning for monetary because it became his job but later on it came to the point where even though he was satisfied financially, he was like, no, I'm going to keep going because I love doing this. I love doing this with other content creators. I love doing this for viewers, and it's something that amazes me so much, the amount of work and dedication this man has put into his channel over the past several years and just the amount of happiness he has no matter how well a video does, no matter what negative comments he might get. He just doesn't care because he does it for the people who truly care about his content and because he's passionate about what he does. My driver is a fantastic YouTuber, and he deserves a lot more subscribers. He should have a million by now, in my opinion. He is a fantastic personality, and he puts so much work into his stuff. If you haven't, please go and check him out. I would recommend you check out Markiplier and Jacksepticeye or Game Grumps, but um, they are some of the biggest YouTubers on the platform. So if you don't know who they are, please uninstall your YouTube account. Please don't do that. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, my driver has been a major inspiration for me when it comes to video production and just having fun doing videos and perseverance above all else. And despite what the numbers might say or do, doesn't care about that, just wants to do what he loves. That's very nice. I love that. Yeah, it's it's a very notable YouTuber for me because he, he's not I have a favorite YouTuber and other content creators that I will discuss here, but I'll just say I'm he is an example for me because I didn't know about his channel for the longest time until like I said about a year or two ago because of his Pokemon challenges and eventually I learned more about who he was and like other videos he's made since then explaining his YouTube journey and what he's doing now because now I think the man's more than earned the break I can tell you that much uploading two videos at least a day for 10 years I don't know exactly how many videos that is but that's insane that's a lot um, yeah, that's uh, I'd have to look up his like analytics or something like that on um, crap. What's the name of that website that you can check YouTube stats on? It, it's Social on Blade. whatever that like, Social Blade. That's it. If you look it up on Social Blade, it has like the amount of videos. He it's probably several thousand by this point, if not more. Like it has to be more than that. Oh yeah, most definitely it has to be. Oh my gosh, yes. That kind of leads me into this too. I figured Markiplier, and knowing Goof for this long, I figured like Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, and Gangrush would be on this list, which are great examples and definitely YouTube staples. And they definitely have inspired a lot of people throughout the content that all these creators have produced. Are there any lesser known creators uh, over the years uh, that you've been inspired by? Ones that 
aren't as well known, but ones maybe you think deserve more recognition for what they've inspired you to do? So um, for those of you who don't know, YouTube, besides YouTube and, and, and the podcasting stuff, I, um, I've like, I've, back in 2020 in March, I ventured off into music. Um, I've been working in music for a long, for almost a decade now, but as an audio engineer, um, and music is a huge part of my life. It's, it's, it's been with me since, since birth, basically. Um, and I, I draw my inspiration from several different genres and all that kind of stuff. But anybody who's heard my podcast within the last season has heard that I've, I've mentioned one name, um, probably a thousand times at this point. And I, I will never stop mentioning the name because it never, it never stops being an inspiration to me and teaching me how to remain humble, teaching me how to, you know, still be smart and how to, you know, learn more about the industry, about the music industry in general. But Barry White is also one of those people who I, and I, I guess now and nowadays it would fall in terms of content creation because music is a form of content um, that everybody can relate to at some point in their lives. Um, and the reason why I consider him an inspiration is if you don't know the story of Barry White, Barry White came from a very poor up- upbringing. He was born in Galveston, Texas, and then moved, his mother moved him to uh, L.A. not too long after that. And they grew up basically in the slums, you know, in, in very, in very poverty-stricken areas. Um, and they'd move house to house. And his mother brought him up with, with very solid morals. She did the best that she could with him. And um, I'm, I'm also grateful that she existed in his life because I think without that, he would have gone down a horrible path. His, his, his upbringing as a child was basically a lot of gang activity, you know, stealing things, messing around with, with girls and all that kind of stuff. You know, typical, you know, young child, you know, childhood uh, boy things to do if you're growing up in a poverty stricken area. Um, you know, you're up to no good. But there's one time he went to jail, he got caught stealing tires because he was going to steal the tires and, re- and resell them because that's what they did at the time to make money. Um, and... Um, well, sorry, one thing I have to go back, backtrack just a little bit. His mother brought him up through music um, uh, in church, as well as like listening to classical and rock and all those other genres that were out in that time period of the 50s and 60s. Um, I'm, yeah, because he was born in the 40s. I think he was born in the 40s. Oh, geez. Yeah. So around that time period, 40s, 50s, uh, 60s growing up, he listened to all those, all the kind of music that was out there, jazz. And so, and then growing up after at the, at the age of 17, he went to, went to jail and decided at that point in his life that he was going to put away those childish games and stop those things and actually decide to grow up and be a man. Um, so he took a trip and walked, walked to Hollywood. It was a very long, uh, quite a few miles to get to Hollywood on foot. Um, and in that California heat, you know, walking, to uh, get to Capitol Records, which I don't think exactly the building may not exist in the exact place it was at the time, but, um, and that's where his journey started. And he went through several different, you know, small gigs here and there to, you know, get his name out there. Mm-hmm. But through all of this, um, Barry grew and grew and grew. And one thing he always kept is his humility, but he always kept, you know, that um, the value that his mom taught him that when you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, money isn't everything because there's, there's a couple interviews where he even says it, that money is only really valuable when you need it. Outside of that, it can get you into a lot of trouble, which is true. Um, 
And then, you know, he makes a lot of albums. He makes albums for about love, uh, very intimate love. And they're just, you know, kind of classic, you know, very, you know, uh, love that you can display in, in public and things like that, you know. But he was, he, he is known as the maestro, love guru. Um, he didn't like any of those titles and things like that. And I love that because society tries to put, like society will to try, to try to put titles on you and things like that. If you're, if you're doing well, even if you're not doing well. But he didn't want that. He just he just wanted to be Barry White. He didn't want all the extra stuff added on to him. He's, he even said he's not. I'm not a love guru, you know. I'm no maestro of love, or master of love. I'm I'm just Barry White. That's just me, and I I can I very much relate to that, you know. I'm I'm just a, I'm just a goof on the internet. That's all I am, and that's all I ever wanted to be, you know. Just just trying to provide somebody with something that maybe they didn't have before. You know, in his area, it was music about love, you know, because uh, um, he, he dealt with the man and the woman in the relationship. That was that was the, the way he made his music. He even explained that quite a few times. And he dealt with the one on one in that case. Um, and he made that very clear in his music because he always explains his tracks as, as you know, the track plays. And he talks always in the beginnings and then the music plays, whether he's singing or whether it's just an instrumental. Uh, but from a music aspect. I, I really value what he has, um, what he has made and his perspectives because I like classical music. I love, you know, rock. I've, I've enjoyed metal, rap, hip hop, and then jazz, R&B, uh, big band music like Frank Sinatra, Frankie Valli, Dean Martin, that kind of era of music. Um, soul music, things like that. Pop, of course, has its place. But, I, but we, we have that in common. And I was like kind of surprised because I relate so much to this guy that I had not really known for that long in my life. Like I've only discovered Barry White, I don't know, in the last maybe decade of my life, I really just started to hone in on who he was. And nowadays I'm kind of like, man, I really like this guy because he's really cool. And if you have, if you have a chance, um, I want you all to go on YouTube and look up Black Focus Barry White. That is just the title of the video. Um, it's a good one. It's a really good interview by him and you all need to go pay attention and watch that video. It's about an hour long, but it is absolutely worth your time. Absolutely worth your time. Cause it's, I did a, I did a special on it on my channel where I went over a short bit of it talking about the music industry, but everything he had to say in that video is still relevant to this day. Um, in a, in a sense, right. In a sense, it's still relevant to this day, but I think uh, there are some very interesting points he's made, but he's, he always remained humble. No matter how famous he got, no matter how rich he got, he always remained humble and he always kept it about love. Whether he was at a live concert, he, you know, he even shouted at a couple audience members who were, um, who were pushed and shoving. Hey, he's like, Hey, don't push, don't shove. And I've seen him tell a lady, Hey, get off him. This is the concert. You know, it's, we're in public. Keep it, you know, keep it cool. Afterwards, what you do is on you. But while you're in the concert in front of everybody, like, let's keep it cool. Let's everybody calm down, you know. Um, but he was about the music. He was about enjoying the music and spreading love and things like that. Now, that's what I can relate to. And that's what I'm trying to do with my music, um, trying to make it in a way of something that I wanted to listen to, you know. And that's what he also did. Something that I can relate to, something that I wanted to listen to. Um, so that's where my inspiration for making music and actually creating the albums that I've done and doing the things that I'm, uh, doing now with music he is truly my inspiration and i absolutely am grateful that he has had a he he did what he did and that he didn't go power crazy he didn't go money hungry or get super greedy he was always humble he was always about the love and always about the music so that is that is one of the bigger ones that has not been recognized because 
my, my audience for my podcast is about 18 to 22. That's the majority of the audience. So I'm like, yeah, you, most of you guys would know. Um, people, people our age don't, don't understand, don't really know about a lot of the music that was from those ages from this. Cause he was popular in the seventies, uh, the eighties, the and then somewhat in the nineties. And not all the music from those eras gets picked up by us, which is fair. We weren't born then. So it happens. Um, but for anybody who gets a chance to listen to some of his songs, please do. He has some wonderful albums out there, some instrumental albums, because um, people thought he was crazy for doing that back then because there was no such thing as that happening. But he did it, and it was a freaking huge success, um, as well as anything he has sung on. I have a couple. Of, I actually bought a couple of his albums, so I have the physical records. Um, but, like, yeah, he, he truly is, like, a huge inspiration for me. But if you want to hear more, yeah, you'll, you'll have to uh, – <laughs> listen to my show but i i could honestly go on for ages about barry white because he's he's such a good guy um and i honestly wish i had a chance to i honestly wish i was born earlier so i had at least a chance to meet him say hi shake his hand or something you know because he to know what goes on inside of a mind of somebody who is like a genius with music is interesting is truly interesting um but unfortunately he passed in 2003 so um Obviously, that will never happen, but I definitely love to still watch the interviews and listen to the music and such. Which is fantastic to really hear about. Um, I, this this particular artist, I didn't really – I've heard of Barry White in the past, and I'm pretty sure I've heard his music as well. And I remember really enjoying the tracks that he produced in the past. He was never an artist or creator that I ever got into, not because I didn't like his stuff, but because it took me a while to – truly go and appreciate like classical music, rock and roll, like different genres of music. It took me a while to get into because when I was younger, music wasn't really something that I listened to a lot. It, for me, it was mostly like books and stuff. I know nerd and I, I you, you all can think what you think about that, but you know, <laughs> but when it, came, when it came to getting into music, I were, I got started branching out to different genres and Barry White was an artist who I came across and he's someone who I think after this, I might actually go and check out his song. Stuff because I'm always looking to listen to new music like that. And it's funny that Goof brings up people like Barry White, for example, because I went through a phase at one point where I actually wrote music. Um, for those of you who didn't know, some Ooh. of my back yeah, some of my back history on my channel um was that I wanted to be a rapper, which was a terrible idea. I don't know why I ever thought I wanted to make a YouTube channel about that, but hence <laughs> that's where the name Boss came from. Um, but while the, my rap career, thank goodness, never took off or even existed, it did inspire me during that time to actually write music. And I, to this day, I've still wrote different songs and whatnot um, in inspiration of different artists that I've listened to over the years. Um, one of my major early classical inspirations was Frank Sinatra. I really appreciate and love yeah. that a lot of Frank Sinatra's works. Uh, two of his favorite songs that I love is like when I was 17 was like one of the first Frank Sinatra's I, songs I heard. And I've gone out of my way to try and memorize the whole song to actually sing, which is really good. And then uh, without a song was like another favorite track of mine that he had produced. And he does both of these works so amazingly. These were the first two that I'd majorly heard from Sinatra that are just fantastic. You, need, you guys need an addition of Barry White. Go and look up these songs from Frank Sinatra on YouTube because they are mm -hmm. fan fantastic songs as well as his yeah. other work. Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. They are. And I, and I imagine like Goof knows, for example, like it, it just a lot of this stuff is so classic. People never listen to this anymore. And it's crazy. Like even when I bring up the people that are older than me, like, hey, do you remember Frank Sinatra? And they're like, no. Like, how do you not know Frank Sinatra? You're, you're like 
they're like 40 years older than I am. I do not know who Frank Sinatra is. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, right. I have no idea because he was big back in the day, like 70s, 80s. And eventually, like when he passed away in like, I think the late 90s, early 2000s, yep. he had so many hit songs that I'm surprised people from like that generation don't remember him. But if people from back then don't remember, how are how is the younger generation like? for my age or goose age, how is anyone our age expected to know any of that stuff either? And that's part of the thing that drove me to want to experience more of this music and eventually bled into more of like my songwriting. And I've written, initially I started off writing like rap music, which I was like, again, that was my failed attempt to do a rap channel, which again, thank goodness all of you have been spared for now, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) just know my career may take off one day. It's never going to happen, but I believe it, it can happen. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know what? You're you're going to be the first person I send all of my tracks to to sample. So consider yourself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> if goof if goof Norton goes deaf, that you're going to understand why everybody uh, because of this right here. But it uh, but it inspired me to get more into like classical songwriting and eventually branch out into different genres of literature and whatnot as well to expand my musical comes to writing music uh one of the earliest best song my favorite song of all time uh my one of my favorite artists of all time uh jake paul's um everyday bro is just a fantastic song uh, i absolutely loved it to death uh jake paul is my favorite artist that's a lie uh don't please don't watch it it's not good <laughs> it's absolutely terrible I was questioning um, whether you were serious or not. I'm like, oh, um, I was really It was a lie. It's a lie. I don't like Jake Paul. I'm not afraid to say it. I don't like him and I don't like his music. It's a lie. It was a joke. Clarify. It's a joke. But no, my fa- actual favorite song of all time and one of my favorite bands. Um, you, everyone knows the song Take On Me. Uh, which is from the 90s. It is probably my favorite song of all time. And AHA is a fantastic Norwegian band who, whenever they recorded it, they had come to America from Norway and they eventually got big here in the States as well because of their music. And Take On Me is like one of the more, more like famous works. This song also proved to be a catalyst for me expanding my musical horizons in terms of listening to music and branching out to artists, which eventually went to people like Frank Sinatra, for example. So AHA, mm-hmm. for like... Aha and Frank Sinatra for me are like two examples of major music artists and creators that really inspired me for both songwriting and listening to different types of music and really appreciating music from both the modern day and the olden day. And it should also be noted as far as YouTube goes, to cycle back to that for a second, my favorite content creator of all time on uh, YouTube is a content creator by the name of Cat Icarus. And he is a fantastic YouTuber. Uh, he has almost what he has eight hundred and thirty some thousand subscribers, or almost eight hundred thirty thousand subs. This man has produced so much great content on his channel, and has openly talked about things like dealing with mental health issues, dealing with anxiety that he's openly admitted to talking about before. And he's like, yeah. I take pills for anxiety and depression. Yes, I've dealt with it many times in my life. Yes, it has affected me and my content, but I'm still here. And that's something that all of you can get past as well. And it's something that all of you can use as an inspiration to create your own content and never give up on your dreams kind of thing. He's talked about this many times. And for someone who is like one of the funniest and goofiest YouTubers I've ever watched and who produced, used to produce really good game reviews, nowadays this man, he goes to the effort of reviewing multiple games in a video and produce 
produces like over hour long videos now, uh, which is why he only uploads like a few times, like a month or even like once a month or something like that now. But it's so good because he reviews so many games in one video, all the editing and work he puts into. He would be a professional editor if he wasn't doing YouTube because he puts so much effort into all this content and the humor. And that's part of the reason why when he started getting burnt out on the reviews and stuff like every other YouTuber does on this platform, he took a step back and he's like, I want to make good content for me, but I also want to make good quality content for all of you guys out there because I cannot thank you enough for all the work and support you guys have done for my channel and for just helping me in general make this a, a really fun and very good job. And he he's done so many outlandish and crazy things, and this man has gone beyond and the gaming shovelware that companies have produced like Disney Pixar licensed games, DreamWorks licensed games, Lego games. There's, Oh my gosh, there's so much crap. This man has waded through, but still managed to make an entertaining video out of a game that you would find at the bottom of a dumpster or in that landfill with the ET Atari copies. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're for that bad. <laughs> they're so bad, but it's, it's one of those things where he became a major inspiration for me as well. And he is my favorite YouTube content creator. I don't get me wrong. I love content creators like Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, even people like Crank Gameplays, for example, like people that are associated with Mark. Like those guys are all really good. But Caddy, he's just something special. He reminds me of like other creators I like to watch, like The Completionist. Some call me Johnny Ant, dude. There's a lot of really great creators out there. But Caddy is definitely a major inspiration. But especially when it comes to though, uh, from like what Goof had mentioned, like, Creators like Sinatra and AHA and really good artists like that over the years have really inspired me as far as music goes. I like that. Um, one, one thing I have to note is that um, along with uh, that, that I, that I like about that your, your, your favorite of all time, he's not like the most popular. And that's, that's what I can appreciate is like, because a lot, a lot of times on the internet, obviously, you see what is most popular. That's what you'll see. You'll see like, oh, news about PewDiePie, news about, you know, news about Mark, news about Sean and, and the Grumps and all that kind of stuff. But to see that, you know, people have their favorites aren't necessarily the biggest guys on the platform. Like, that's cool. That, 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 and that also means that there are other people out there that are smaller. Because I guess by, by his numbers, he's not technically the, the, a huge YouTuber, but he's still pretty freaking big. Um, that he's still that there are people out there still doing really good things, and, and, and that is that's something that um that I like to see that uh, from smaller YouTubers especially. <clears throat> oh oh yeah, and that's just a fantastic thing. Whenever you strike up a conversation with somebody, like Goof brings up a good point with that. Many people that I've asked in the past in the community, like who's your favorite content creator or who's someone who's inspired you, you typically always get the standard answer of Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, PewDiePie, the Game Grumps. Nowadays, you get people like uh, you'll get Dream or Mr. Beast or somebody like that nowadays, which is all well and good. Those are all major creators that make good content in their own right. Some better than others, I think, but they all produce content and they're all really big on the platform so it's normal that they have their fans but you never hear anyone mention like smaller creators for example you never hear mention people with like a few hundred thousand subs or any or even smaller than that in a lot of cases as well for like maybe not the number one favorite but definitely youtubers who are among their favorites and people mm -hmm. who inspire them to do better things i mean it's you never hear that nowadays people always like to focus on like the big numbers like they like to focus on the major creators where a lot of the other smaller creators just never really get mentioned i mean it's it's crazy to think about how people's tastes have changed with that because now it's 
it's just the big creators. It's never the small ones you hear about. And I'll even openly admit, like, when it comes to inspirations for me, like smaller creators, like I mentioned in, like, the last episode Goof and I did, early on, whenever I started my YouTube journey, Goof was one of those small YouTubers that inspired me to want to produce my own content. He inspired me throughout his podcasting and videos because, like I said, Goof's channel was bigger than mine at one point uh, or another. And he was someone who, whenever I first met him, was doing content consistently and I enjoyed watching everything this man had done. It made me want to continue to pursue making content myself. And eventually when my channel had surpassed his channel and whatnot, that didn't diminish my love for his content because his podcasting and stuff is so good to listen to. He does that. So I've said this before and I'll say it again. He is one of the best <laughs> small YouTubers that I've ever watched that does podcasting very well. And it has me intrigued to even listen to a lot of his episodes because before Goof, I didn't really listen to podcasting very much. Goof was also an inspiration because he was one of the only people I know that does it consistently and has an actual passion for producing podcasting content. And when it came to me wanting to make my own podcast, for example, YouTube stuff, he was one of the first people I thought of. And I was like, it would be really cool to have somebody in this field on as like a guest, which is part of the thing that inspired me besides him being a friend of mine for these years and knowing him on YouTube was like, well, he does podcasting. He knows how to do it. And he's someone who I would love to have a conversation with about that kind of stuff. And it just goes to show you never really know whose day you're going to make with that stuff. Because when it comes to giving these smaller creators credit and just enjoying their content and whatnot and using them as inspiration for yourself, that is something I think more meaningful than saying PewDiePie as your favorite, at least to me. That, 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 that sentiment I can, I can absolutely agree with. Um, and, uh, like you said, you never know where it's going to come from. And and the only reason, like most of the times I, I, I do well at these things um, is, is because of like the audience. Like I, and that's another way. And that's also why I mentioned Barry a lot because I can, we can relate in that way as well because he always thanked the people because if it was not for the people, neither of us would be like as successful as we are now. There would be no success. There would be no content creation. There would be nothing if it weren't for, you know, you guys being here, listening to us, drawing on for hours or however, you know, however long the, the podcast or videos or, you know, songs may be mm. like without, without, without support from, from, from fans and friends and, and anybody who just, you know, watches the content, like I, I wouldn't be as good at this, at, at this stuff uh, <laughs> as I am with, um, as I am now, like I, I, I literally only have to think like you guys, like you, freaking Pion Slayer, Purple Torch, like all the all these all the guys I've met over the years on YouTube who've given me active feedback about this stuff, um, in 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 my comment section over on YouTube when I was doing it over there, and then you know still still occasionally talking about it now when whenever we have the time to actually like meet up and chat for stuff like this, um, like it it definitely goes a long way to help me. Uh, help myself like improve on what I'm doing because sometimes so there are plenty of days where I'm like questioning like what the heck am I doing here <laughs> what, what 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 am I am I doing it right and then to have that reassurance uh, from you guys is kind of like it's 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 huge it really is huge and I really do um, I really do, like I'm really uh, extremely grateful for the fact that you guys uh, um pay attention to me and actually listen to me and actually give me a chance to be a part of your daily routines 
Um, cause I've heard, cause I'm like hearing stories of people like, cause uh, one of my buddies even told me like, yeah, I listen to your stuff on, on my way to work every day. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's, that's really cool. You know, that, that makes me feel really good. You know, that makes me know that I'm like, I'm doing something that somebody's actually pay atten paying attention to. Um, and uh, more so like even looking at my analytics sometimes, cause you know, occasionally I have to do that. Of course. Uh, seeing the different countries that we're finally reaching now that thanks to, thanks to anchor for um, having, having my podcast on, on their platform. Like we, we just now re just reached Brazil and I'm like, that's so cool. Uh, so the, the inspiration for me doesn't just end with the content creators that I've, that, that are way, that were way more popular than I was and will probably ever be. But it also goes back to you guys because when you guys are inspired by this stuff like when you guys are having a good time and enjoying it that makes me happier and makes me like makes me more inspired to do more and to make better content so if anything more so than just those guys who i've looked up to as role models throughout my life for this content creation journey it is it is more so based on the audience based on friends um and anybody else who decides to support my content so that that's that's where real inspiration for me comes from Absolutely, it does. And I think that's like a really good like theme, I think, of this subject, especially when it comes to inspirations. For me, for years over YouTube, I never thought in the beginning that I would be able to grow an audience and whatnot. I had known people like Goof, Plyon, and people early on, and it was fantastic stuff what we did uh, throughout the years, in fact. But when it came to my own core audience that I never thought I would build up like new people that I had never met in the community before, like aside from those guys, and it got to the point where when that opportunity arose, whenever I started growing my channel more and more, and I started branching out into different types of content, I produced an audience came to my content because they generally funny, like for the skit videos or sometimes the gaming content one. I know it's typically the meme skit videos, admittedly. But that was the kind of but that was the kind of stuff that people enjoyed, and I enjoyed producing. And it was uh, a few notable people that come to mind: Fun Time, uh, Nightwing, uh, Jesse from Nukapia Demons. Really good friend of mine I've known him for a few years on the platform as well Emilio, who i've met through youtube as well um who i do the smelly uh, not i keep going smelly cheese trash talk podcast with <laughs> uh other notable viewers that have had these like rough stuff for example i've had uh another uh jesse on there as well i've had phil i've had so many notable people in my that has just been amazing and those guys are always there and it's just no matter how long it takes me to produce a video on youtube no matter how long on how inconsistent my uploads have been just because you know life happens and then you know youtube burnout and all that other stuff but those people are still there they're still there for the videos and they are still there to support my content. And it's just a fantastic thing to have a community like that. And if it wasn't for you guys, the audience, people who listen to this podcast, and even those of you on YouTube and everything else like that I've done, something that has pushed me to have experiences online that I never thought I would have. I never thought that I'd be doing my own podcast. I never thought that I would have met all the amazing people I have. I never thought I'd be involved in like gaming. Those are like all the discussions, the collaborations that I've been part of on many people's channels and have met so many great people like Goof, for example. Like I never thought those opportunities would ever happen. And it's because of the audience, because I my channel grew, because you guys supported me, because you guys were always there, no matter how infrequent stuff might have been or whatever life circumstances came up, you were always there. Although I don't know how much I can fully thank you guys because I had to do a Fortnite video with Goof where he thought he was better than me. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> it was. 
No, bull crap. I was rewatching that video the other day. You were terrible. You died the first know. thing what in that video. What you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. You deleted the video. I didn't even realize this until years later. This is like two years ago we did that video. You deleted all the footage from that about me. Winning. You jerk. Uh, uh, it's fine. That's this is fine. The, this is now a confrontation podcast about Goofhorn's <laughs> past sins and gaming transgressions. Because he's such uh, a jerk, and won't admit that I'm I'm better at YouTube than he is, and gaming, don't, and Fortnite. Don't, don't, don't know what you're talking about. Of course you don't. <laughs> but it, it's awesome stuff like that. Amazing videos that have been a part of like the Fortnite video. Like everything is because of you guys, the audience. And if it wasn't for all of you, you are the greatest inspiration of all. For I argue not just for us, but I think for. Deep down, even for YouTubers who are too prideful to admit it, which you could probably think of plenty of examples, they know deep down that without their audiences, without their support, they wouldn't be anywhere, both financially and just influence-wise on the platform. They wouldn't have any kind of reach. They wouldn't have anything to truly make their content worthwhile. And the when it boils down to it, for personal experiences, and I think in general, especially for content creation, the audience is the greatest inspiration of them all, as Goof had put it. Yep, very very true. Um, without 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 the audience, you, you got nothing. You got nothing to work off of. You got nothing to bounce anybody to bounce ideas off of. So always, and I always make it a point to. I've I've done it in quite a few podcasts at this point because I always I always want to make sure I never forget that you guys have been there for every episode. You guys have been there since since the YouTube. Uh, even though now, obviously, here is probably a new, much new audience since YouTube has changed and I've, we've, people have gone separate ways and whatnot. But um, despite all that, like even now with the with new audience members coming in and all this kind of stuff happening, that's like I always make sure to thank you guys for stopping by because that is very important that you guys feel that you are because you guys are a necessary part of content creation. Like you make up the 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 uh, a huge portion of it. So yeah. And I think that's the important thing to keep people like that people need to be reminded of because when it comes to content creation, when people see the numbers, when they see the money that's rolling and when they see the number of people following them, that the passion instantly gets thrown out the door and the people being humble and being appreciative of what they really have, knowing how lucky they are to have what they have, no matter how big or small, that idea just goes out because people get this major idea that, well, this, these, uh, this, large audience that I've grown all these people that are part of what I'm doing like they're they're all here for me and they're here for the content but I'm going to take advantage of that and just say oh you know what I love you guys but please continue to give me money and people don't when they lose that though as YouTubers have experienced mm -hmm. I think that's the point where people realize how much the audience impacts them and how much these people even though you've never met them have become a part of your life in yep. some way or another and people don't realize that, and it's so sad to see. But for the people that do realize it, for the people that know from the beginning how much the audience counts and how much these people care enough to tune into every video, every podcast, and do everything they possibly can to interact with you online, that is the truly amazing thing about that online interaction. It's knowing and appreciating your audience while also at the same time staying humble, staying true to yourself, and being appreciative of what you have and not taking advantage of it for a cash grab, but appreciating the people who support you and continue to move forward producing fantastic content for both you and your community. Yeah, I, I can whole, wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, 
I, I can I can definitely say that this 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 whole this this ending piece at least has been um, very nice to talk about, uh, and I definitely needed it because I when we started this I was a little bit little bit still a little bit tired because um, I've been taking care of business all day. <laughs> um, and, it's ex- and it's extremely hot in this room right now. So, uh, but I, I feel a little bit more lively and, and awake. And but but what we've been talking about is it's 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 all true. It is it is very true. Um, you know, even though we like draw our inspirations from like some some more wildly popular people, there are still there's still plenty of reason to um, thank you guys and to make sure you guys are make sure you guys know that you are appreciated. And though like all the time, like it, I wish. I could, you know, give you guys stuff back like physically and I can't always do that because I'm no rich man. Um, but I can always give my thanks, which to me, like getting that from a YouTuber and things like that, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that sometimes more than like getting a physical gift or a reward or something like that. But obviously those do have it have their place in communities and such. Oh, absolutely they do. And that's one of the great things too to kind of cap it off. When it boils down to it, you can't always be there for every single person that watches you. I mean, for like Goof personally, like I'd rather have the five dollars from than his thank you. I mean, his thank you, I can't take that down to Pizza Hut and grab me a slice. You know, you know what I mean. But you know, no. <laughs> but I feel like that's the kind of thing that people should appreciate more instead of always expecting like money or gifts or anything like that. It's something that when someone says thank you and expresses their gratitude and genuinely means it, that mm-hmm. I think means a lot more than any monetary gain that you could possibly have. And that is something yeah. that the emphasis when we this entire episode was initially talking about YouTube inspirations, Twitch inspirations, you know, music inspirations in this case as well. Like people in groups that have inspired us to do what we do and it turned into something much greater with a much greater message the fact of the matter is for every content creator online it is you guys the audience who are the most important thing and we could not be more grateful for all of you out there who give your support who tune into videos watch podcasts all of you who have been there in some cases for years and for people who are even newly joining up thank you all so much for being part of our lives and making this content journey of mine and goofs a fantastic ride and i hope to we hope to continue it for as long as we can. I'm sure Goof feels the same way there. Hopefully, oh, we, yeah. Oh, and we just can hope to continue to write it out as long as we can. And that without you guys, it wouldn't have been possible. So thank you. Thank you for everything you guys have done. And it's here's continuing more, hopefully, in the future. You know, something fantastic, I think, in itself, too. Just remembering where you came from and the people who truly matter and who are the real inspiration for all your work. Right, you said it. Absolutely, yeah. I was the best person to say it. Like no, goofy said. Wow. Just had a Madonna moment. I regret that so much. (laughs) But (laughs) with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to do it for this episode of the Bosscast podcast. First of all, thank you so much to Goof for being back on the show. I very much appreciate you being here, man. Uh, It was great having this conversation with you about inspirations. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm I'm always uh, up for coming up on somebody else's show to kind of ruin it for them. But you know. I don't. I don't mean to take away all the star power and all that stuff. No, but um, but but seriously, thank thank you for having me. Um, because this is this because people don't know these are this is this is like our most of our, most of our time we have to like talk because we're busy in our daily lives. So um, oh. this is always this is always fun for me. So just uh, yeah, thanks for ha- thanks for having me. 
Hey, not a problem. We'll, we'll have to have him back on here at, at some point. Um, we have the season is almost coming to an end, and I wanted to do something meaningful before the finale for the season to kind of cap off everything that's going on this year because there are so many great things that have happened on this podcast over this past season. So many great things, even like with my guest Dalton that I had on, because he did that episode, he got inspired to start his own podcast. And we very much appreciate it. And that was something like when Goof was talking earlier about inspiring people, that was something that because I invited him as a guest on the show, even if he never produces any content on the podcast, the fact that he was inspired to make his own podcast and ask me for like names and ideas and stuff to name his podcast, even if he never makes it, the fact that he was inspired to do it and asked for feedback and stuff, that is something great in itself. And that is something people continue to strive for and do because you never know whose life you're going to impact and change in a positive and meaningful way. So but that's just an example I wanted to chuck in there to kind of cap it off as well. But with that in mind as well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to check out Goof's content, check out his Spotify, not about his Spotify, podcast and his youtube channel where he does his music stuff in the description of the episode um please go and follow goof there uh the goof Norton radio show on spotify uh anchor and other places if you're too lazy to type it in for some reason uh just follow the link um (laughs) or you go and follow goof he does great work with his podcast and check out his youtube channel listen to a lot of the music he's produced you won't be disappointed by any of it and if you guys want to follow for more future episodes, uh, follow on Spotify. Uh, I'll leave the link for that in the description as well, as well as tune into Anchor in the future as well. Uh, we have started hating other countries and whatnot um, as well. Uh, I am surprised people in other countries want to listen to this podcast, but thank you so much, uh, Canada, Sweden, and other countries. Thank you so much, my brethren. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> But with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, um, this has been Ryan from the Bosscast podcast, as well as Jeff Norton, signing out.